And welcome to Shanghai Reality. This is Nancy Hopkins. It's May 18th, 2021. With me is um, uh, Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. Derek's not here today. He's <laughs> he's still in the process of moving and cleaning up and construction people and all that kind of crapola. So um, we gave him the day off. Well, not we gave him the day off from the radio. Um, so, uh, Mark, are you here? Yes. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Walt. Hello, Mark. <laughs> hearing you guys. Yes. Okay, so um, l- let's just look at that picture. Oh, do you have, Mark, do you want to have something that you want before we t- turn to that picture? No, let's go right into um, that C60 image. Curious. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let me go over here to, um, well, it's not my image. It's really pretty amazing, though. Um, okay, so we've got this Facebook uh, video. It's actually a video. And I'll give you that in a second here. Let me just find this thing. So, Shungite. Okay, now, where did I put that? What did I call it? <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Let me just see. I think... Sorry about that. Now, where the hell is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this photograph that is now up in chat is also on uh, Facebook. In in a well, now I don't have that. Walt, can you post that, please, for me? The link, li- the link to Facebook. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, in the chat. In the chat. Um, all we know about this thing is that it was. It's up in some hospital. Maybe I. Should. I posted that last year or the year before. Um, that's Stanford Hospital, Palo Alto, California. You you were the one that posted that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then tell us about it. <laughs> What's no? I was just. Uh, driving around at night and then I just see this thing in the middle of the hospital as I'm dropping off a delivery and just took a picture of it or no, no I, I took a picture but and posted it and then um, somebody posted the video on Facebook so I just uh, posted the video because the colors were moving a little bit as far as just that, that model um, that's it so that's all you know about what well, it's a hospital right I mean, I could probably look it up on um, DuckDuckGo to see, like, uh, when it was um, unveiled or released and all that stuff. Like, why they did a C60 in Stanford, of all places. And I'm sure it's a 5G hospital. Most hospitals are. So this is the lobby of the hospital? Yeah. Like, the the pickup and drop-off area. Wow. Uh, For people that don't have the photograph in front of them... Uh, Walt, I want you to describe what they're seeing, but the thing has to be, oh my goodness, it's it's right in the middle of this very large, it must be a huge hospital, because that looks more like an airport terminal than a hospital, to me. Um, but... Well, look at, this, look at the scale of the people. Yeah. The people that are standing on the ground behind this, their, he- their heads... Hardly come up to, <laughs> to the base of this thing. 
So I'm, I'm guessing 20, 30 feet high, or if not more? Well, look at the people to the left. They're standing in front yeah. of it. Yeah, but uh, I'm also taking into account how far away they are. Well, I'm, t I'm looking at the ones in front. You see there's two to the side, yeah. a couple. Yeah. And if you figure maybe six feet, and, and that's probably... So, so yeah, it's got to be 20 feet high at least of the diameter. Yeah, also, when you take a, take a look at the scale of the fullering, I, I get it that it's not touching the hospital. It's at, at a distance from the hospital. But even then, uh, this thing must must reach up to the second story of the hospital because you, you can get an, a sense for how lo, how tall it is in comparison to the hospital building itself. Well, so now, let me it's... let me ask Mark, is this the lobby? Is this inside the hospital or outside the hospital? This is outside. It looks Mark? It's outside. So I oh. found a an article doing a DuckDuckGo search for Stanford Buckyball. Uh, this is from Stanford Medicine. Um, what's the what's the site name? Uh yeah, so if you just type in um, Stanford Buckyball, it's like the first or second link. Um, it's from Scope, uh, published by Stanford Medicine. Uh, dated um, July 2019, Buckyball sculpture installed at new Stanford Hospital. Before patients and visitors enter the new uh, Stanford Hospital, they'll be greeted by artist Leo Villarreal's Buckyball, a 30-foot sculpture of nesting geodesic domes that illuminate and change color as the centerpiece of the entrance plaza. Villarreal, it's called Villarreal, but um, a pioneer of merging art and light technology, is best known locally for the Bay Lights installation on the SF Oakland Bay Bridge. Like that project, the buckyball is lined with LED lights that will be animated by software the artist developed. After the sculpture was installed at the hospital entrance last month, Villarreal spent four nights putting the finishing touches on the lighting sequence. Um, and it has a video, so I'll, I'll post a link in chat. Um, light is a primal form. It's something that we respond to in a deep way, almost like start staring into a fire, Villarreal said in a 2016 video. It has this hypnotic quality, quality that draws people to it. Buckyball is the informal name for a giant molecule consisting of carbon atoms arranged in a soccer ball shape, discovered by nanotechnologists at Rice University in the 80s. They named it Bucky after Buckminster, Bucky Fuller, an architect who is known as the inventor of the geodesic dome, a structure that resembles a sphere but is built from interconnected straight bars. Uh, the Buckyball is one of seven pieces of art commissioned for the new hospital. The others grace the atrium, the interfaith chapel, and third floor rotunda, and the gardens. Um, and it just mentions like there are other um, hundreds of original works of art in, in the hospital uh, from private donations. That's it. Well, it's fast. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was just, it, it, I was, as, as Mark was reading the text, um, it made me think that I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the uh, Genesa crystal in the gardens of Paralandra in, in Pennsylvania. That, that is a, it's, a, it's a geometric uh, f uh, form, and uh, it's... It's it's made with four four um, rings, but it, it has the job of constantly balancing the environment that it's in. It pulls energy in, it balances, and it projects it out in and out. And that's why, and 
in the botanical gardens where the sphere is sitting, all the vegetation, come wintertime, the vegetation around it does not freeze. That's how powerful the, the yes, it's just the shape. And it's just the shape. It doesn't have any technology in it other than it being a metal, a metal shape. Very, very significant. And I wouldn't be surprised if this thing has a very strong uh, balancing field, even though it's meant to be a sculpture that's lighted and something pretty to look at and nothing else. But for those of us who are studying and using the power in shapes, uh, it's very significant. When you said the uh, Genesis crystal, the Genesis crystal is much simpler in geometric form than the Bucky Buckyball is. Yeah, yep, yep, most definitely. And when we first started to research Buckminster Fuller, it was over his analysis of <clears throat> the Genesis crystal and the concept of uh, equal uh, vector equilibrium. And that's when we were reading that in Fuller's concept, the angle, if, if you got the exact same length and the exact same angles in a geometric form, the energy flowing around it will come from opposite directions and because it's, it's an equal energy field, it cancels itself out, creating a null point that then accesses the quantum field. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically, at that null point, anything and everything is possible. And I don't remember how many there are. You might remember how many uh, angles that they have in the vector uh, equilibrium. But when we started dealing with the, uh, the more complex and perfect, I think that the universe is a, is a buckyball. Um, when we got into that, now you've got... 60 molecules of carbon, 60 angles, 60 null points. And without a doubt, that's why this is such a incredibly amazing molecule. It seems to be rotating faster than any molecule they know. And it's a big molecule, and a, a, a molecule of water can fit in it. And they've actually looked at buckyballs as ways of carriers of being able to put stuff in containers. it containers yeah containers <laughs> containers good good yeah um now this isn't a simple one this has got nesting right how many do you think there's in there three you said yeah there's three god i wonder what uh, the hell well, that's he read like. it Mark just read it in the in the text he did <laughs> did i yeah. space out <laughs> <laughs> in the description that he read he says it's three nesting nesting uh Fullerenes. Amazing. Or, they're not calling it fullerenes, they're saying geodesic domes. And that should be clarified because Buckminster Fuller did not create this geometric form. He was the one that promoted it. I mean, this form was around before Buckminster Fuller, and nobody created it. I mean, I would think I'll make a geometric form. This is a geometric form that had been around. It was just that when Buckminster Fuller um, saw the geometric dome type of concept. He realized. Well, that was, this, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just, um, it's, it's just, uh, I was reflecting on the fact that for the longest time, even 
talking about this, these forms was forbidden. Like in the time of the old uh, of the old Roman Empire, uh, if you were talk, for example, a dodecahedron, which is twelve pentagons, it's a physical body that's made up of twelve pentagons. If you if if they heard you talking about it, like trivially on the street between friends having coffee, and you're talking about a dodecahedron, any guard. If you're within earshot of a city guard, if he catches you talking about it, he can put you to death right there. And this, nobody can defend you because it was absolute forbidden. You know, those in power want to stay in power and they don't want people to use this because there's so much energy and there's so much resonance to higher energies in these shapes. So they didn't want anybody to know. So I, to tell you the truth, knowing knowing what I know in this present day, about how the cabal has operated through the centuries. I don't know when one could freely speak of these things and not be uh, <laughs> arrested for it. <laughs> 20th century, maybe 18th century, I don't know, 19th century, I don't know when people were finally allowed to speak of these without any any fear. <laughs> well, now, where was this that they were um, putting you to death, if you even mentioned it? Where was this? All the in the like all the Rome. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, shortly, you know, within those years after the death of uh, Jesus Christ, uh, that all those ancient times. No, you you could not talk about this on the street. You if if city guard catches you, forget it. You're dead. There's no nobody defending you. <laughs> it was, well, think look about think about uh. Look at the, the the mentality in those days. Uh, Archimedes, for example, you, you know what a fantastic uh, engineer he was, and how he used geometry and the things he did. Uh, that happened. He didn't break any laws, but the uh, uh, city guard, I don't know if it, if it was a guard or a captain, went to get him because uh, I, I don't I don't think it was the king, but some big honcho demanded his presence to make him do something and he said i can't go right now i'm too busy and he and he skewered him with the sword and he died that was that was the answer that that was he didn't say oh i'm going to tell my boss oh i'm going to take you uh, i'm going to arrest you for disobeying a no he just killed him on the spot that was the end of archimedes is that right that's how things were fixed at the end at the end of a sword. Oy. So you you realize how life then it's it's a life of fear because at any moment anybody can take your life, uh, and you're not even worth the life of a flea. So <laughs> wow. there are a lot of people that are such fans of they're so they're such fans of the past and things of the past and no no thank you I'm not going back there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've not thought... Not, a, I not, thought not, not like in the books of science fiction and <laughs> fiction and, and fantasy. No, no, life is not like that at all. <laughs> I think about that when, you know, you think about the barbaric... I mean, I think about Americans and, and current day people and I go, my God, how could you be that awful? And then I think about other times and I'm going like, we've always been awful. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's just crazy. Um, okay, so, but Walt, now you've done, we've both done, um, geometric, I mean, 
nothing. This is if this is thirty feet. Each each story in a building is ten feet, so that's how big this thing is. Now, uh, can you imagine the dude that put this together? How the hell did he do that? You would have well, thought he would have fried himself. <laughs> I well, mean, it was obviously uh, uh, he must have had a whole team of workers. There must have been cranes involved, and the light is the is the last thing that was done. You know, first they they set up the the underlying structure, and then they just mounted the lights on it. That that's as complicated as it as it is. Unless there's a far more active component that nobody knows about. Who knows? Maybe hidden in the art, there's a hidden technology. I don't know. Hey, Mark, you ought to go back there and put some shungite underneath it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good idea, yeah. You know? Like three, at minimum, three rocks. Yeah, I don't know if you can get close enough to it. Oh, no, I can. I mean, because it's just right in front of the lobby, the, the pickup, um, what do you call it, pickup drop-off uh, patient uh -huh. area. So it should be easy enough. I mean, that thing Too is bad. huge. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too bad Dolly isn't here because we could ask the posse. If there's an energy component that's playing a role in the, the, this piece, well, yeah, it's the quantum field, <laughs> an organ, which probably is the quantum field. Um, well, but there's also um, a lot of these hospitals or any building really in, in uh, Silicon Valley is just radiating out Wi-Fi at minimum, and so like what else is is blasting out there? You know, well, um, that's um, true. Yeah. That could be a, a source of energy, Walt. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see the um, the video that I sent you? Uh, one of our listeners requested that I send you that that video, and it was is a forty minute video where Gene Decode is talking about uh, Trump talking about Kofefe, and it was not a mistake, and he talks about all the different meanings of that term and, and it's used extensively and it has like for example in the in the arabic kofefe means i stand against the my enemies in old in in old or ancient arabic it means i stand against the the all the fallen ones like i stand against against lucifer and his ilk uh, and he goes on to talk about this so at one point in the presentation he's talking about um, 5G and how the uh, Trump worked to they re-engineered the, the the technology so that it's not harmful or lethal as the technology developed in by, in China by Huawei and uh, Apple, whose version of 5G actually blocks you from accessing the water. I mean, it separates your body from the water and it just kills you. That's why there were so many dead who were bleeding from every orifice in their body. So at one point, he goes on to explain in big in detail how uh, 5G is not even the end of it. They're working on the 6G technology, which is not using transmission of any kind. They're not transmitting waves, um, uh, what do you electromagnetic waves, like a standard transmission. They're actually using the quantum field, and they're using uh, because the, the when we talk about the in essence the the definition of looking at things quantically is that they've already discussed this 
at infinitum that when you're not looking at a at an energy manifestation or some energy event it's a waveform but if if you look at it for some when it's being hit with human attention that that consciousness it collapses the wave and you get particles that's why the the famous experiment of sending a beam of light through a slit and if you and if you send it through two slits uh, it's behaving as particles whereas if you stop looking at it all the instruments says that what's going through is a waveform so what he was saying is that they've actually found a way they developed the technology and and it's not even new because he shows the documents are dated in the in the 70s for heaven's sake uh, that by reading, scanning what's being transmitted over and over again, it's the same as looking at it by a human witness. So it collapses the wave and you get the, the particle, the behavior of a particle. So the 6G, there is no longer a transmission of an electromagnetic wave. You are, It's actually... Um, how 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 could you say this? It's not it's not transmission anymore, but it is a projection. Is that you're projecting, uh, let's say, a piece of information from point A, and it instantly appears in point B, as long as the crystals, the the two crystals are resonant with each other. So there is no more. There's no time. You could send a message from here to planet Pluto, and it would and it would get the message would you get there the, the instant you're sending it here in, on on Earth. So now, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is the technology that the secret space program already uses because you can't afford to be waiting. I mean, when you're out in space and everything is so far away from everything else, you can't afford to be sending a message, oh, we got to wait 12 seconds for this guy to respond. Oh, we got to wait 60 seconds for that. Oh, this this base is in such and such a planet. We got to wait five minutes for it. No, who can afford to do that? Wait whole minutes before somebody can answer because you, it, 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 they're so far away, it takes five minutes for a, a simple signal to reach you. So these people must already be using this technology, which according to Gene Decode, it's, it's called 6G. There is no transmission of anything. So also, you're not hurting anybody with an, with an electromagnetic transmission because you're not transmitting anything. Things reach the destination the minute you're you're producing the minute you're producing that information it, it it's already it's already reaching its destination so you're not being hit with any kind of transmission so you're not being baked to death as with uh, with the Chinese version of five 5G so it was really really fascinating uh, video with all the things that he said and, and explained you sent me that, me that quite a bit ago. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, I, yeah. I don't okay. know what day it was. Well, it was probably last year, Walt. <laughs> no, it was a few days ago. Oh, you sent one me our, another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because one of, one of our listeners sent it to us. Uh, All right. Because you're, I don't like giving out your email unless you give me permission. I, she sends me stuff, and then I in turn relay it to you. Okay, because um, yeah, I knew about this. Uh, COVID or whatever they're calling it now, yeah, that was a Q a Q uh, post, and people thought, oh, oh no, it was. I think Donald Trump did it directly, 
and um, everybody was like, oh, this dumbass, you know, and then Gene came out and a few other people, no, let's look at what he said, you know. Um, back in the, I'm trying to think, it would have been about 60, 64, no, I'm sorry, 70, 73, 74 time frame. I was at a army facility that I, at, look at, I, I, I was very high up in the ranks of the intelligence committee. I had a lot of access to everything. In the army, the uh, commander of the army puts out daily posts to basically the military commanders and a few others, and I was one of those few others. Uh, daily from directly from the commander, right? So I mean, I had some prestige, and all of a sudden, I find out that there's this group called I think it was the Defense Research, something or other, uh, down in Virginia, Roanoke, I think, and I had to go there, and I'm going like, what is this place? I had never heard of it, never, not a, not a, not a, nothing. And there I am in the middle of these people, and they're all very nice people. And I started to realize, because I was dealing with electronic warfare, was, I, that's why I was there, was that we had, we had found something out, and because of what we had found out, which I don't even remember what it is now, it triggered the research group to contact me to bring me down there to have a conversation about what what, we were, what I was saying. Yeah, I'm always getting in trouble for what I say. And um, when they realized what I was, that I had, you know, was some kind of a weird spy or something, and that I was absolutely legitimate and that I knew what I was talking about, they opened up to me. And we just, you know, talked about what we had to talk about, but then we talked about a lot of other things. And what they said to me at that time, now think about that, Walt, it was, you know, 74, they said that the next generation of computers would be based on crystal. There it is. Okay, so that was back in the 70s, and this was, this probably ended up being DARPA or something. You know, I mean, this was, this was a pretty prestigious, very, very secretive group. Um, because when I got there, <laughs> uh, they showed me documentation that they had already they already knew what I was saying. They had discovered it. And, and you know, and, <laughs> I got to laugh at this because the synchronicity is just ridiculous. You know how things, uh, sometimes things show up in science fiction, in the science fiction media, things that they're going to do or things that are in the works, not necessarily cabal things, but maybe the people that are working on something, how things are, certain truths are hidden in novels and stories like that. I remember in the, <clears throat> what time was it? I think it was in in the 80s, in the late 80s, uh, since I, I always enjoyed reading <clears throat> paperback books. I was reading one by a female author. Um, it was, think. It, um, the title of the book was like the crystal miners or it had the word crystal in it and it was the story that the, the main character was a girl she has studied to be a musical artist a, a singer to be precise but the problem that she had is that for some reason there was some kind of distortion 
in the sound of her voice and her vocal cords, and it, it impacted the her ability to sing uh, with a with certain precision. So she she was a, a genius at music, but the problem is that she had this physical defect. So what she went she did is she uh, she went for a different career. There is a according to the story, there is a planet where people go. And they mine crystals because it's the only planet in the galaxy where you you can mine specific crystals that do different things. So um, she would have she. It turns out that there's one crystal that all miners look for that it's very expensive, but it's very very rare too, and, it, and it's called guess what? Black quartz because it's supposed to be quartz, but it's black like obsidian or like Shangite, and the, the reason it's so valuable is because this is how they achieve instantaneous communication between stars. All it takes is one crystal inside the, inside the communication component, uh, and, and, and another crystal in another planet somewhere, and they, because they're resonating exactly uh, alike, the two crystals, you, can, you have instantaneous communication between star systems. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help no, no. notice the. the <laughs> let me give you. Let me give you this one, okay? So, was it last night or the night before? I think it was the night before. Um, I just was a little burnt out, you know, and I'm like, I need to, I need to, to just clear my mind here, and I see that the movie The Black Panther's on, and it's got four stars, and I'd heard it was a really good adventure thing, like Marvel Comics type of thing, you know. So I start watching this, and it is, you know, if you like adventure movies, you know, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. But the thing of it was, was that it was about uh, this, well, I guess you'd call it a city-state that was in Africa, hidden by the jungle and, and uh I think well, yeah, but it's also it's also dimensionally hidden because it's in another I was just dimension. Gonna, yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> say that they that there's something else that they've got a technology. Be, so you've seen the movie? Uh, that was that was my hospital stay. Oh, that was one of the movies that the they mo- played the hospital stay. <laughs> okay, well, did you make the connection between the the stuff that did powered everything the the mineral? No, that the, I I only saw a, a part of the the. The, I guess the last quarter of the of the movie. I saw details like that. I, I I would have seen toward like the beginning of the movie. Well, they they have this this stuff, this stuff that they're mining that they build weapons with and all sorts of other things, technology to, out the Gahuza, Okay, that's only found there, and there's an unending supply. So. <laughs> You you got this 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 stuff in the ground, and I didn't even make this connection while I was watching the movie, right? But then when you started saying that to me, I went, "Oh my God, did I miss that?" <laughs> because they also th- this stuff had a, a blue glow to it that was the same blue, not as dark, but the same blue that was in the Shungite pl- bl- uh, light plasma that exploded over Shungite. you know (laughs) and and what's the theme of the movie the theme of the movie is is you've got this this you know 
African tribe that's extremely technologically way advanced from what is known out there. As a matter of fact, one of their, well, their vehicles kind of look like UFOs, but, I mean, not the round, round ones, the, the ones that look like, you know, kind of the stuff you see in the sky, the triangle thing, you know? So um, they've got that, but they've also got spies all over the place because they're very knowledgeable that, you know, the upper, <laughs> these other people out there are a little bit crazy. So one of the, um, the, the king's brother goes and becomes a spy, and he gets, he, he, he joined Atifa and the Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's, this guy got all involved in, you know, freeing the black people from all over the world and taking it over. And, you know, they ended up, it was his son that is the one that's in the thing because the father got killed. But the son is the son is there, and he ends up getting into, you know, breaking through because his father told him the whole story. So he knew what he was doing, and he, he had joined the CIA so he could become a super killer. And, he, you know, yeah, he had, they, they'd scar themselves, and he had scars all over his body, and the scars meant people he had killed. Well, he killed a lot of people, but um, so but it became the the theme of it. It became the thing of you. Okay, you've got the technology, and you are superior, but because you're not giving that to everybody else for good reasons, because the other people are going to use it to kill each other, um, you're not living up to what humanity can be. And so, in the end of the story, yeah, they, they, you know, they let, he goes before the UN and says, look at, we've got technology, we're going to help you, we're going to, you know. But it was the same theme that we're talking about right now, you know. It's sort of the concept of me or the, me or us. Do we talk about protecting me in the tribe, the one tribe? And he gets up there and he said, we want to make the the entire human human species one tribe, and uh, so you know it's like, yeah, we keep getting these messages from these movies and books and stories. Yeah. And the, the problem is always the, the the problem is always the same. The the fault in the crystal is the existence and operation of the cabal. You remove the cabal from the equation, and and. People by nature are not these uh, these evil bastards. You, you know, a, a person by nature. Well, okay, even if he likes to steal m money, but will he? Will that same person uh, exploit a baby or rape children or get their blood? I mean, no. The crimes that they commit go beyond anything that would be labeled as uh, human level crime. I mean, we're talking inhuman level crime. So they have to be out of the equation before anything useful can be done, huh? because anything else they exploit. And the proof of that is that all all technologies that were brought forth to help humanity were eventually weaponized. Oh, look, a brand new spoon that you can eat soup without. Ah, oh, we'll make a. You can you can kill a hundred thousand people with a spoon. We'll call it an atomic spoon or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You know, everything everything is lethal in their hand because we have a defend against our enemy. Yeah, where are they? Aren't you creating your enemies? I mean, 
Does it doesn't that make you an enemy of humanity? That everything everything that you uh, elaborate and design is turns to be a weapon. So that part of the equation has to be addressed before anything else, because otherwise, uh, the, there is, there is no peace in the in the things you bring forth. You can bring forth all the mo the most amazing uh, human uh, technology to benefit everyone. Well, case in point. Medicine. The purpose of medicine is to improve the quality of human life. But right now, uh, medicine is being exploited to be just a business. As long as you're sick and dying, you're going to be profitable for the system. So if that doesn't prove that the cabal has to go before life will improve, I don't know what else, what, what more evidence you need. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting about this, okay, I'm, I'm, I've still got the picture up in front of me. I can't, I've been staring at it since we started the show. Um, this, the, the concept of the, of the Bucky, the C60, okay, the geometry of the fullerene, had to have been known for, by the cabal forever and ever, Right. And yeah. and yet it never showed its face. And I've always wondered about this. How could you? Okay, the, the NASA has actually shown that probably the most prevalent molecule in interstellar space is a C60. If the C60, I granted it's not on Earth. You know, it's not a natural forming except in Shanghai, uh, on Earth. But still, it just amazed me that it took to 83 before they isolated that molecule. And I'm going to myself, what, how could this possibly be? And maybe it, it was, the dark side was keeping this a secret. But this is the key to everything, is that no matter how many secrets they, they try to keep, I mean, every time they shut down somebody that tells you you can run water in a car and have fuel, okay, every time they kill them, how many is, I know, at least eight that were onto it. Another one comes up, doesn't know the story of the first one, makes it again, and they kill him. How many times do they do this? And it's, I think it's the same thing with, with the C60, is that it got by the dark side. You got a, 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 a guy, I mean, what was it? It was three Americans and an English guy, you know, that come together in different, they were in different labs initially, working on this kind of, what what would be an interstellar space was what I understand they started out with. What kind, is there a new molecule that would be developed under those conditions? And uh, so they then they ended up coming together in the same lab and creating the C60 in the 3D here, you know, only to find out that, oh, wow, well, I know, I've seen that. <laughs> there was a Russian now, a Russian scientist is looking at some of the microscopic, electronic microscope, Images of the C60 in in uh, that they the lab made C60, and he's looking at it and he goes, "I've seen that in nature, you know." And they all looked at him like, "Hey, what are you talking about?" And he said, "Yeah, I've been researching this stuff, shungite over in Russia." And that's how we made the connection that it's a C60 in the shungite, you know. So, uh, but you're not going to deter God and the creative image, the creative energies of the universe you try to keep these things secret somebody is going to get the secret somebody's going to hear it you know because I, the, that's, that's, that's another thing they don't believe in that's collect, collect, 
collective that's consciousness. If not proof of collective consciousness, then I don't know what is. Like, for example, everybody credits Marconi with the invention of radio. Well, before Marconi, Shagari Chandra Bose in India developed the radio, a working radio. But they were, these men were contemporary. They didn't know each other, but they were contemporaries of each other. So if that's not proof that there is a collective consciousness... Well, actually, Tesla has been acknowledged as the creator of the, of the radio. Yeah, he, he didn't work on sound information, but he, he developed the, the, all the principles of broadcasting power. Yep. They were the foundation of radio. Yep. They just went back and they just made it, you know, did some ceremony and made Tesla the, now the father of radio. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that dude was connected, hey? <laughs> um, okay, so that was an interesting excursion into geometry, sacred geometry. Gosh, God bless whoever sent us the Shanghai. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great, um, I'm still reading it. Uh, let me give you the name of it. The name of the book is Shape Power, a treatise, a treatise on how form converts universal ether into electromagnetic and gravitic forces and related discoveries in gravitational phys physics. It's written by Dan A. Davidson. And he, he actually, it's a very easy read because it's not overly technical in the sense that he explains all the terms, so it's easy uh, there's no problem grasping it. What's the name uh, he, of it again? What's the title of it? The title is Shape Power. And I remember that website that you sent me to. You, uh, what is it called? It's, you, you, it's a place where it's like a, an encyclopedia of PDFs. You sent me there to get documents on uh, this man, Emery. Emery something. Something, Dan Emery or something like that. Emery's the yeah. last name. So I've I, 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 download, I been downloading documents and reading different things. Uh, Academia.edu. Right, the right, place. right. So, but this is like so, so fascinating because he goes on to explain how, how the ether moves around when exposed to these different forms, whether they're two-dimensional and what happens when you go from two-dimensional to three-dimensional. So, like, for example, very simple uh, experiment that you could try is when two, when two lines meet, let's say they're not parallel lines, when two or more lines meet, they make the ether flow in that direction and you get uh, electrical charge and you get magnetic potential. So, for example, there's an experiment where there's a, a two-inch, let's say a two-inch diameter uh, poly, um, what, do you call it? what do you call it? Um, what's that material that you use for coolers? Styrofoam. A, a ball of styrofoam, it's about two inches in diameter, and he just took uh, metal sticks, like uh, the, the dowels, like the... Uh, like the, the bamboo sticks that you use for uh, for skewering uh, food, you know the the things that you the the little sticks of bamboo that they use for for for, move, for doing shish kebab, those he, little dowels. Yeah, and he had well, them. He had them in metal. 
No, it, it's a it's a it's a bowl of styrofoam. Okay, styrofoam, and they actually were wood. The the skewers. And were... they were just wood, and they were just skewered like a cone. Okay. So all the all the sticks come to all their all their ends come together. So it it's like a cone, like a cone made of sticks. Well, just by virtue of making that shape, he was able to detect both a minute electrical charge and a minute um, a magnetic potential. And there's no metal, just wood and styrofoam. <laughs> so it's really fascinating, all of the, like the the effects of a triangle, and how energy will move in the different forms. Like when you're dealing with either either two dimensional shapes or three dimensional shapes, the platonic solids. How where does the energy flow in a pyramid, or depending or if you if you're reading if you're dealing with a, a circle. Or a sphere, and, and so far, and it's just a function of the shape makes the ether go to and fro. You know, it'll focus this way, or it'll focus this way, or it'll dissipate. So it's really, really fascinating and very easy to. You don't have to have a PhD on physics to to read this. That's very well written. Well, you know, early in the game of of watching. Shungite, how it operates and everything. I realized that energy follows geometric form. It just can't tell you why, but that's what happens. It follows geometric mm-hmm. form. But the other side of that, okay, is that geometric form does not come into shape until thought activates it. In other words, you have to have a creative thought, okay? And when you get that creative thought, and then you create a three-dimensional figure, the geometry at that point is following the thought. So and you're you're making you're making a very valid, powerful <laughs> argument for universal intelligence and consciousness. Absolutely. If the universe were not intelligent, it would not be able to think up the, all the all the things that you see in nature. Nothing would exist because nature is full of perfect forms. And the, the very the, the value of phi, everything that's living, everything in life, grows along the curve of the phi spiral. That just goes to show you, okay, the uh, the universe is intelligent and is conscious. You're the idiot who thinks that you're the only thing that's intelligent and conscious. <laughs> but it also, the, the experiment, the, the double slit experiment that you talked about when they were taking the yeah. photons and throwing them through the slits and getting the concept of, wow, I mean, it was quantum physics that proved the metaphysical concept of, you know, the power of thought. They said, you don't have anything happen without thought. Because again, it was you take your your focus off of the situation, it turns into a wave. But if you're focusing on it, it's solid. You know, so so that is the same thing. You have to have that thought to solidify the geometry, and at that point, the quantum field, the the organ, the whatever that that wonderful stuff that's all around us, it starts to follow the geometry. It's it's absolutely kind of simple if you just look at it from those two 
you know, oh yeah, once I think, everything starts to create. <laughs> you know, and, it, and and by geometry, geometry takes on, geometry is what builds everything else. You build a house with geometry. You know, you build a car with geometry. So everything is dependent on that geometry, the, and, and the geometry is depending on your thoughts. So we should be able to think ourselves out of this wall, this, this crazy cabal thing. We should just, let's just make them disappear. How would we do that? The obstacle is us. Say again? The obstacle obstacle is us. That's right. The the non-belief that we can. We have been so hypnotized, so conditioned, so programmed that you can't. That they are absolute. Their power is is, is overwhelming. They have all the money in the world. What What can I possibly do when these people, these few people, it's just a handful of people, that have so much money that I am worthless. I am useless. That there's nothing that I can do. Yeah, but you have, you can think, can't you? And you can feel that that's that's what they want from you. Haven't you paid attention to the, the world that they created, where all your thoughts and all your feelings are being harvested and being used against you? Think about it. Look, look at all the structures that they designed around you. Schools religions, you name it. And it's all designed to harvest your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings. You don't get to have a feeling without somebody deciding what, how, you, how that feeling is going to be used. Uh, well, how? well, it's easy. We'll feed you a steady diet of adventures. We'll, we'll call it fantasy. You, you don't think it's real. You don't think it's important because they're just movies. They're just but you don't realize that in the background, your consciousness and the feelings that you're having with all this imagery is actually feeding this fantasy. It's, it's, it's a great system. That's why it's not broken. It's, it, it works fantastically well. Now we got to make it, we have to get out of this perfect machine and make things work for us, not against us. <laughs> We've been talking about... Um... First off, it's only 3,000 people. There's a guy, a a lawyer out there that um, is bringing, uh, what was last week, I guess, Mark, um, on 5G, there's, uh, in in the latter part of the first hour, there's this guy, Reinhardt? Like Fulmich or something? Yeah, Fulmich, I think. And he is heading up a legal team that is actually already starting to bring uh, legal uh, actions um, in order to create a second Nuremberg uh, situation because they they he he said a year ago I would have thought anybody talking like I'm talking now was crazy. He said, but these people are out to kill us all. It's crimes against humanity, and we've got to stop this. And it's a very very interesting you know concept. But he was the one that's and they've they've gone and done all sorts of uh, interviews with all sorts of people, and it was his belief that only 3,000 people are trying to do all this to us. Okay, now I don't care what kind of voodoo that they use, they're not going to overcome enough human beings who are saying, no, you're not. You know, if we did nothing, just our thoughts alone, no, you're not. Right? So what we have to do here is we have to realize 
that there, there's a couple of stories that that are happening. Okay, one of them being that the White Hats are going to save us. The cavalry is going to come in and it's going to save us. Uh, the other one is that Trump and his group, you know, Trump, 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 the leader, going to do this. I don't think that it can be done until enough human beings realize that, no, it's not the White Hats. You are the White Hats. You are the cavalry. You don't need to look to a leader. You are the leaders. And it's all storytelling. In one way or another, it's all storytelling. But to, in order for us to truly take the leap into what humanity can be, the individual people have to engage in this. So you're not in the in the know about what's maybe happening in the background. But you know, we like to talk in terms of God's got our back. Well we need to we need to have the backs of the people that are on the front line actually fighting this. You know, physically in the three D. You know, resting, hopefully resting the cabal, you know, getting rid of the cabal. But we can't just say, oh, they're, they're going to do this for us. We have to engage. We have to engage our thoughts. Why? Because thoughts create reality. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, I wanted to comment on that um, since you brought up Radio 5G from last week. And the Lee Dundas um, section was really good, too. I highly recommend people look her up on, on YouTube or BitChute. But she was making that point. So if you listen to the radio show, uh, 5G from last week, it's around 41 minutes, uh, quoting her now, you know you're winning by how much censorship they're doing. Um, Dundas said, she'll take anyone on day or night. Your position will stand on its own. Uh, what was it? On its own, two feet. The only time you have to center is when you have the losing position. Uh, the only time you have to uh, sell something really hard is when you have a bad product. People need to ask themselves, why are we taking a page from Nazi Germany, turning in our neighbor if they aren't taking the shot, not letting them go shopping if they aren't? Why is pharma pushing so hard? It's peer pressure. If you have a winning argument, big tech would say, hey, let's have an open debate, but they're scared. The inventor of email, when you dissect all of the social movements, most recently the civil rights movement, is not 51%. Um, it's the, um, the the tipping point, the scale. It's 3.5%. Looking back through history, when 3.5% say no more BS, that's where the tipping point is. To know the truth and be active and defend the truth, then that becomes the hill we, we can all take. Um, and so she was referring also to the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma Health Freedom Conference where they had General Flynn and Lynn Wood and her uh, talking. So, yeah. Nancy, a vote. Excellent. 3%. We can do that out of sleep, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I suspect we're over the 3%. Now, uh, do you know anything about the, because you were the one that told me, I didn't even know, on the 15th that they were going to have a world protest. Do you know how that went? Yeah, there was tons of videos of, I saw on Telegram posted uh, from all over the world, all these countries. Uh, Silicon Valley had theirs up in uh, San Jose. So I just saw a bunch of people walking together, um, you know, signs and, and, and um protest and, and just doing marches. So, yeah, I mean, it went really well. Well, that probably scared him a little bit. <laughs> so, you guys got any more on that? Um, 
Well, I wanted to go back to the Kofefe uh, uh, thing. I did post about the Zeno effect, which you covered in 5G, um, Radio 5G last year. And also on that same, because I gave the show notes to that Kofefe 5G show, uh, and you guys talked about it on Radio 5G also, of 5G and the wall. Um, quoting the that article I linked on blessedteach.com, uh, Gene Decode Kofefe, The Evil False Darkness. People can search that on uh, DuckDuckGo. So, uh, regarding 5G in the wall, these are transducers on the bottom of the wall in the concrete footer that they put out a disharmonic wave to the 5G 60 gigahertz wave so that it destroys it. That's why, if you remember, back in early last year and the year before, big transformers were blowing up in giant blue balls of fire. Those were seen in Chicago, New York, and as far away as Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Also, the transducers simultaneously detect the footfalls and movements of anyone within 50 feet and relay that data to ICE agent stations. Uh, they also monitor the biorhythms to detect how many people and what types of people are are there. Um, as Trump said, illegal aliens of all dimensions. Um, <laughs> that was a Twitter quote from back in February 3rd, 2019, uh, which said, when caravans marching through Mexico toward our country, Republicans must be prepared to do whatever is necessary for strong border security. Dems do nothing if there's no wall there's no security. Human trafficking, drugs, and criminals of all dimensions keep out. Nancy? Well. That, yeah, I remember. Well, I, I yeah. It was one of those, and I, I think about the wall now. I mean, I wonder if any of that's in, in operation. Probably because the doofuses might not even know it's there. Because they don't. don't they don't. They don't have the executive power to make. Even though on the surface they bluster that oh they they have this executive power and we're going to do this change and that change, but if the military are in control, which I believe they are, uh, they don't have executive powers to go and shut off or remove any technology. Not without without the military giving you permission. Yeah, that's probably very true. But you know, they just this last week, 120 retired generals came out and said that the election was uh, stolen. That's really powerful. And, and the reason it's powerful is that <clears throat> you've got probably, I don't know, millions of veterans who served under those officers. Because of the, you know, if they're retired, then you got a lot of retired military that served under those officers, and if those officers are standing up now saying that, you know, it was a stolen election, that's going to influence all those veterans that were underneath them. Because if if my commander's saying that, well, damn, maybe it's true. Why didn't I hear it on CBS or NBC or M you know? It wouldn't matter. I just don't know how well you know uh, known that is but so yes I agree with you Walt the military is in charge um, anything there otherwise we'll take a break right. I'm cool okay three minutes Craig Stewart Shanghai we the people Thank you. 
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's May 18th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. And Derek is, uh, well, maybe Derek's on the road because he had to drive the two hours to uh, to Darrington. Can you imagine they were doing that every day? <laughs> I mean, that's why they had to move closer to the store. Um, so How Dar- much money did, what budget did it have for fuel? <laughs> Well, it's a good thing they decided to make the move before the fuel prices went up, right? But, um, Derek, I hope you're out there, and I hope you're having a good drive and a good day, and may all this stuff get done quicker than later, and, you know, so you can come back on your radio show here. Oh, and by the way, we should announce that um, starting, I think, the first week in June, um, Derek's going to have his own show, so to speak, uh, he's with, um, oh, gee, he's he's not here to tell me who, Gene Rockefeller, for one, and he's got this other lady that he's working with, um, and uh, I'm going to be producing it. We're going to do it on Cosmic Reality Radio. But um, he wants to talk about the woo-woo side of life. It's called Metaphysical Perspectives, and it should be, it should be fun. He's got a lot of people lined up that uh, he's been on their shows and this sort of thing, so... We're going to have, and it'll follow this, this, this show. It'll be two to four on Tuesdays. So that's coming up. And, um, okay, so, Mark, what you got? I, um, I guess we could go over some of the Facebook questions, recent postings. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one's strange. Um, Something I've been pondering. If I put Shungite onto a bottle of hair dye or bleach to remove toxins, does it then affect performance of the dye? Not one to experiment with trial and error. Many thanks. We actually talked about this last week. Um, But we sort of went fast because... uh, Well, Walt, what do you think? Uh, well, we we know. Oh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, the the thing is that uh, why? Okay, okay. The the one thing that the person is not saying on this. Okay, what is the intended effect? Is what is it? purification or decontamination? neutralize uh, toxins in the dye. I don't know. What is the intended effect of doing this? Or am I misunderstanding the question? I think it was a question. Is 
if 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 they if they think it in terms of getting rid of toxicity in like their hair dye, is it going to make the hair dye worthless or do something really weird? And I don't know because I don't know the chemistry. But my opinion is that if you've got something toxic on something, and you put shungite with it, it's going to detoxify it. So if it's well, critical to the operation, yeah, it's not going to be the same thing, chemistry-wise. Well, the the answer to the question is simplicity itself. Try it. Put <laughs> put nuggets in a, in a certain amount of dye, and what have, I don't is it going to be human like hair dye, or are we talking about dyes to dye clothes? Uh, no, 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 hair dye, hair dye, hair dye, hair dye. Okay. Uh, unless you you can uh, no can't use a wig because hair dye, uh, wigs are not ma- unless you have a, a wig made of human hair but uh, I don't know can, can you try can you I'm, I'm trying to avoid using a person as a guinea pig but can you use a hair dye like on a natural fabric like let's say cotton let's say if you have a, a cotton fabric can you dye it the same way you would dye human hair at least get a sense of what it's doing Actually, I don't want to give them an out for this. Don't use the damn stuff. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's not. It's not good for what for vanity. So you look younger. I got to tell you that old people with dyed hair do not. You look younger. You look like old people with dyed hair. <laughs> you know. I mean that's why I. Gee, I think I've had you know white hair basically from from well certainly in my forties. You know, I, and I was dying it, you know. And one day I'm going like, "Why am I doing this?" And when I grew it out, it was all it was mostly white. I was like, "Holy crap!" And I was in my late 30s. So yeah, don't use it. But um, you know, more more to the point is something like uh, a medicine. You know, if you if you're prescribed a medicine and you're going to go that route, is the medicine going to be neutralized because you've got shungite around you. But see, I believe in the power of the mind. So I would say that I wouldn't worry about that because if it if it's something that you need, okay, just, well, look at it and say, this is what I need right now. You could do it for, with the, you know, water. This is what I need. You can make your own concoctions. Gosh, I don't feel very good. Okay, I'm going to pour some water in here, and I'm going to have my metaphysical self program it with whatever my 3D body needs and drink it, and you'll be healed. That's that's what I think. But I'm extreme. I don't like to work at things. <laughs> I just like to do them. Silence from my partners here. <laughs> <laughs> What well, do you think? I say, I'm not into hair dyes, so I, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Uh-huh. If this is what you want to try it. Well, the other thing you could try, <clears throat> we, we've seen uh, Shungite affect chemistry without contact, meaning like, for example, when you energize uh, the water, you can put either stickers or, or nuggets stuck to the outside of a, of a water bottle 
instead of instead of exposing the wa- the water itself to the nuggets. So that we we have achieved Shanghai effects without physical contact. Oh, absolutely. So put a, put a, put a, well, if you want an even stronger effect, uh, get a Shanghai magnet, because there you have the the field is broadcasting that Shanghai energy. That's why it does so much on a on a refrigerator, because it, you're not the, you're not reliant on the small energy field of a nugget, because the magnet is actually broadcasting that. So that that's why it's so effective on a on, on a refrigerator. So you could you could use a, a shanghai on the outside of the container. You don't have to expose the dye itself. So the, in that case, you don't have any chemical interaction. The whole thing is just energy. I think if you if you want to dye your hair or use any of these things, use your mind to program it. You know because. The the shungite's there to to assist you. Okay, we're gonna put, we're gonna get rid of anything that's really toxic in here that shouldn't be in here that's you know gonna hurt you. But you, on the other hand, are going like, okay, you do that, but I still want my hair to look wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. I shave. I mean, whenever my hair gets a certain length, I just shave it. I don't waste time with haircuts. If it gets a certain length, it's just too much and it makes me uncomfortable. I just shave it, and you have a nice haircut for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any vanity. Who am I going to show off to? Well, I, Derek, in the promo for his new show, he's got a picture of himself. I haven't seen him in a while, and he's got his hair completely shaved. And he had had that. Beard, you know, the the long beard that he had. He probably didn't even see how long it was. It was a foot long. But he had to cut that off because he had a kitten that kept crawling up underneath his beard. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's he's clean shaved, too, top of his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the end thing. But not for me. I'm not going to do that. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I just don't like the idea of little... Well, you've killed your antenna system, Walt. <laughs> Remember the girl society and the idea that your hair is an antenna? Well, it's interesting to hear that a man who's a, the guru of the, that organization, Isha, there's actually reasons to have it long and there's a reason to have it short. It all depends. It, everything is contingent on how you've developed your upper chakras. So when you've, you've developed your upper chakras... You want to have the hair long because you're protecting that part of, of, the, of the body. If you want to develop your upper chakras, then you're, you're better off shaving your head. So it's interesting that depending on what you want to achieve is how you, how you, what is the better way to wear your hair. So are you recommending that if you want enlightenment, you need to cut your hair off? <laughs> I, I don't know if I will ever be enlightened, but I just I, when it's long and it bothers the heck out of me, I just shave. Big deal. Who cares? <laughs> oh my goodness! So um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up again because um, I don't. Even though we mentioned it last week, Mark, I'm not sure that we really addressed it. Did we address it this time? Basically. Oh yeah, for sure. More professional than a lot of the. Posters on the on the 
um, group. Oh, okay. As long as we're more professional. Uh, so what do we got next? So there is a question in chat from Infinite Awareness about um, her uh, pure silver bars change color. Um, let me see. I don't know if you can read in chat. Uh, I'm not sure if the ingredients relate to the veg veggie wash, but her um, pure silver bars change color. So she was wanting to ask about that. Um, not sure what the question was. Maybe she can post it. Well, silver tarnishes. It's a, it's the nature of silver. So I don't know why that would. Be. Is there any shungite in the equation, or are we just talking pure silver? Mark. She has it on the um, on top of the shungite rubber. Um. Oh, I think here it is. Can you ask my question about the silver and the shungite in my veggie wash? Um, yeah, she needs to re-ask that because I'm not like, what am I supposed to ask? <laughs> I'm supposed to. Yeah, I guess I'll just wait. Uh, we'll wait for her to post, but meantime, I'll ask another question. The newer questions on the on the uh, Facebook group. Hi, everyone. My daughter's 27 and suffers at least once a week from bad headaches around the eyes, the eye area. Any idea what will help her or what she's lacking? Thank you in advance for any help. That could be a, quite a number of things. It could it could be chemical. It could be energetic. Uh, it could be something that that she's taking that she's allergic to. Uh, people, some people have that issue that they they don't know that they're allergic to sample something in their diet. Therefore, they continue consuming it and giving them trouble. Like, look, look at look at the, the trouble that I ended up with, and it turns out to be uh, excess excess calcium in my diet. I didn't know that I was killing myself with calcium, but there I was <laughs> doing it. So, uh, I I would consult uh, Dowser, like one of our listeners, Sharon Mullane. She's fantastic. With with their, her level of precision, she would be able to douse her on on the chemical dietary situation. She could actually do a scan on this person and tell you this is very low or this is very high or this is too much. If it hadn't been for her for her input, uh, I would still be in the same situation. Uh, I could I can safely say without exaggerating that I started healing and correcting my health when I got out of the hospital, not when I was in the hospital, because in this hospital, the medicine was, it was, I, I thought, I thought I was going to uh, end the, my days just seeing things because of the drugs they give you for blood pressure and everything else. I, I would see, I was seeing sparkles. I said, do I need new glasses? You know, what's going on? And everything went away when I stopped taking all that medication. I, I'm not saying you know, drop your allopathic medication. If that's what you're okay with, stick with that, but that's not okay for me. So someone like that, she would be able to scan you and actually begin to give you a, a guideline as to what should be looking into. Are you are you looking at a chemical issue, diet issue, or are you looking at an energy issue? Uh, I mean, that's the way that I would go. Uh, 
She is, a, is she giving you permission to give her contact information? I'll ask her if if I can have a, I, I I'll, what I, what I'll do is I, I will ask Sharon, and if she says yes, I will give that information to Mark, and then Mark can forward this to the person. Okay, but does she want it publicly put out like on the? Uh, I haven't asked. Yeah. Okay, you ask her about that. Mm-hmm. She might get more work than she's wanting to do. I keep referring her to people and she keeps saying thank you it's just I haven't done it publicly in a, like this forum where we were on the radio. Just people ask and I give her, the, I give them uh, Sharon's email and she said, and she gives me her thank you afterwards. Okay. Just check with her. Mm-hmm. Because that is, I mean Derek can do that too probably <clears throat> but you got somebody that Walt has worked with that was, you know it's a simple thing. She's just doing a reading of you and telling you what you need to yeah. compensate yeah. your body with or take out. Huh. Interesting. Um, okay, is that okay, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me uh, go back to the, the chat about the silver bars changing color. Um I, uh, Infinite Awareness said, I use Shanghai and pure silver bars in my veggie wash for my veggies, and the silver changed color. Is the silver real, or is there something else going on? I have the same silver bars with Shanghai in my regular glass of water that I drink, and it has not changed the silver. Should I clean the pure silver bars? If so, how do I clean it? That's the end of the questions. It's I, funny that I would, I would be suspicious of the silver not changing color. I know that there are different uh, alloys of silver. That's why sterling silver is a different alloy. It's not pure silver. But uh, I am aware that silver tarnishes is in the nature of silver. Why else would you need to clean silver, uh, silver, silver, silverware? Doesn't silver get uh, tarnished over time and you have to... The, the ceremony of cleaning the silverware in order to make it nice and shiny again. Silver reacts with the atmosphere, so uh, I would expect it to change color. Not changing color would make me suspicious that it has a, 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 a maybe another 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 metal in it. I don't know. Um, I I have not. Se- Let me put it this way: I have I myself have not seen silver not change color. But that doesn't mean I'm a chemical expert. Maybe there is a type of silver that is immune to to uh, oxygen. <laughs> not not if it's pure silver. Not if yeah. it's pure silver. I mean, think about when they're when they're when they're going down on the ocean to a shipwreck uh, and they find silver. It's black. You know, I mean, it's still the bar is still there, but it's black. It it water it'll it is a solvent to silver. Well, and here's a I just there's a, the latest posting in the radio chat here says the veggie wash has citrus in it. Well, oh, yeah, okay. that's that's going to be that's a very strong chemical reaction with the acid and uh, if it has citrus citrus in it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know this concept of silver uh dissolving in water basically i mean it's corroding in water you've got it's rusting 
um, that is a telltale sign that you got silver and water. And don't you know they found huge amount of that telltale sign in the Oak Island uh, pipes, you know, the ones they got way down there? The guy that did the, did the uh, analysis, he said to them, he said, I want to ask you, do you think that there's treasure on Oak Island? And they looked at each other, and then he said, and the reason I'm asking you that is because we just got these high readings, and, you know, it would be, you know, a dump truck of Shanghai, or of silver, to do this. <laughs> so now, of course, we've, we've ended Oak Island uh, for this season, but um, so now there's absolute proof that in those tunnels somewhere there is a treasure. Because if it's silver in there, there's probably gold, too. So, but anyway, an, an offshoot there. <laughs> Did we answer the Oh, yes, okay, I think we answered it. We we both think that, um, it, well, it, well, yeah, the, the, the veggie stuff and all that and the acidic will, will cause it to, if it's the same... If it's the same silver, in other words, you got the same pieces, but one is here and one is there. Well, to give you an idea, uh, you wouldn't know about this because you haven't, you 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 don't officially do chemistry work, but um, there is a treatment for metals. It's it's called passivating. It's like um, especially in, in in electronics and some in some me uh, mechanical applications, um, when you have a piece of metal that's going to be exposed to the environment and you want to avoid or try to delay as much as possible any tarnishing or oxidation of the material, what they do, they, they call passivate. It's a, it's, a, it's a way to treat the surface of the metal in a way so that it won't rust so soon, so fast. So the, what they do is like a, it's, it's like, like when you pre-shrink a garment, the garment is not going to shrink in the wise because it's already been pre-shrunk. This is the same way. You're, you're, you're treating it, treating the metal in such a way that it's going to be passive in the presence of um, chemistry and, and it'll stay that way longer. And one of the, one of the things that you, that uh, the ingredients, for example, I mean, I did, I did some tests my own and I, and I did work. Uh, for example, I treated I, I did passivating on copper to see, and I wanted to see which way was which was better or more thorough. And the two things that I used for the testing was one was uh, lemon juice, uh, dunking it in lemon juice for an extra certain amount of time, and the other one was hydrogen peroxide. So both both substances had the treated the surface of the metal in such a way so that the, the metal put a resistance to being tarnished so it could stay that you know in an in a non-tarnished way for a long time so that that just you can do that uh with i guess with silver you can passivate silver so then it remains uh unaffected but yeah you you can do that you um acid the and in my case lemon juice that's what i used to treat the surface of the copper it it, uh, it actually affected the copper so that it wouldn't be susceptible to tarnishing, or at least not that susceptible. So if they're the same thing, um, 
We don't know. But we <laughs> all we can tell you is that is silver normally under normal circumstances will tarnish. Yes. Depending on exactly. what, what it's in, it'll tarnish faster or more. And if it if you've got something that's supposed to be silver and it's not doing that, you might want to make sure that it is in fact silver and not some kind of aluminum or something. And you can probably do that by weight. Silver will will have a certain weight to it. So I don't know what the pieces is, but you can check it that way, I think. Okay, so Mark? Um, get, do you have any solutions on wait, migraines? Wait, 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 Walt, did you have something else? No, 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 it's just, no, just an afterthought that you mentioned, the, you said the word aluminum, and I, and I, and I, just, I was just remembering that Aluminum rusts, yet it never changes color. Rusted oh, that's just, true. That's true. It's like normal aluminum. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, Mark. We interrupted you. Oh, no, no, it's fine. No big deal. Um, someone was asking, there was a question about uh, um, uh, hormone-related migraines. Do you guys have any ideas on that? Solutions? What, what what kind of migraine? Hormone related. Hormone. Okay. No. I don't. Do you, Walt? What's the question? If the if my if there are any hormone... solutions to it? Headaches from hormones. Is that oh. what, you, what it is? Yeah. Well. Well, if for for headaches, the, my my the first my strategy is detox the body because whenever there is chronic headaches and consistent headaches, granted there are different sources of 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 causes of headaches, but in my personal experience, it's always been toxicity. Like when you're intoxicated or you're or you or eat too much, or you consistently consume the same materials. Once you're on, on, on your large intestine, it's not clean enough. You're not eliminating your waste matter correctly. Uh, your blood becomes toxic, and that's the source of of, uh, of of migraines. You start detoxing the body, and then the headaches will go away. I mean, uh, I've... I thought I was going to pass out from from shock. I was going to faint when this person told me that uh, she eats three meals a day, three large meals a day, and she had gone to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom last week, and I said, what? I said, yeah, I went to the bathroom last week. She went to the bathroom once a week. Can you imagine the buildup inside that body? That's that's beyond description. I don't know what the... I don't want to. I don't want to imagine it. No, I don't want to imagine it. Um, <laughs> it okay, my. I, I wish Derek was here. He'd probably give you better information. But my feeling about this is, as we're talking, is zeolite. Now that's that mineral that he recommended because it takes heavy metal out of the body. That's and, one of the things I took when I came out of the hospital. Sixty days. You did. Uninterrupted every single day. Yeah. 
that's, so that's what you you tell me what you know about it then no it, the uh, what I know about it is what Sharon told me about zeolite and she, the reason she chose it is because the uh, another substance is called chlorella supposed to do the same work but she she found that that on when it came to the issue of uh, decalcifying the pineal gland the zeolite did uh, did uh, did the work whereas the chlorella did not so she found that the, it was more thorough in its detoxing work but she made me take it for 60 days straight non-stopped no interruptions in order to clear myself of, of heavy all heavy metals including uh, the fluoride you know the calcium and the pineal gland i guess well he's uh, derek has recommended it on a few shows and I finally bought some, and then after I don't know a month, six weeks, <laughs> I finally tried it. And I have to say that I've got the dog on it, you know. And um, the cats, I do the cats once in a while when they got other problems. I forget they got some parasites in them, but we're getting rid of that. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the turpentine spiral Walt is um, ah. is involved in that. Uh, oh. It was an interesting thing because the cats stopped eating. I mean, like all four of them. It was like, what are you living on? But <laughs> the other side of it was that I found um, some puke, you know, and it was obvious that it was the dry food because that was what was there. So that limited probably all all four cats eat the dry food. It can't get them off it. They, they, I've given them every kind of wet food there is, including, you know, people food. No, 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 no. Once in a while they'll go, oh, that's good, you know, but, jeez, oh, they're pains in the asses. But I find this puke. And then I remembered uh, the diatomaceous earth stuff. Uh, yeah. And because um, I, I all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm like, you know, is this, is this a worm thing? Because I'm asking, you know, and I'm getting worms. So, um I, I called up uh, Derek and asked him to do a scan, and he said, uh, yes, and the one that's got the worst case is the, her name's Willow. And um, so, and that made sense to me, because uh, it just made, she didn't, she she seemed to be more off than the others were. So, I started to, you know, sprinkle this on their dry food. I was, first I was concerned about, than breathing it in because it's a powder. But what happens when you sprinkle it on the dry food, it actually adheres to it. So it's more like a, a sugar coating on a donut, you know, and it doesn't, I don't, you don't see any of it getting into the air. It just sticks there. So I started feeding them that. And sure enough, they're, they're doing really well. I mean, like within 24 hours I'm looking at Willow and I'm going like geez that, that works fast and then I remembered it was also I'd asked the turpentine spiral I said I got this problem with the cats would you please you know take care of it for me and I do think it was more the spiral I, I almost think that by giving the spiral some 3D thing to work with that the spiral was able to enhance that you know getting rid of the parasite thing yeah, but, uh -huh. but, but I wanted to tell you something about the turpentine spiral. I've got the first one. I've got two of them, although I don't know where the second one was, is because when Jean was here, I showed her, and I'm not sure where it is. But the, the first one, the one I call turp, 
I always keep in the bed between me and the dog. Okay? Now, I walk into that room that has not had the air conditioner on and, you know, the fan's been on low, but it's it's fairly warm in there. And I touch the, the turpentine spiral and it will be cold. It's under the blankets in yep. a warm room and yet it's cold, you know? It's on. It's on. It's on. It's on. Well, the other day when um, I started having the issues with the, uh, with uh, no, it wasn't over the cats. It was uh, before that. I had gotten in and I realized that that the turpentine spiral was warm. Okay? Only this time I realized that the air conditioning was on and yet it was warm. So I said to it, are you asleep? And it was like, well, you haven't had me doing anything, and I'm just sitting here. Okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and since I've got it working with the cats full time here, every time I touch it, it's it's cold, even if it's under the blankets and the air conditioner has not been on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's the beauty of the Shanghai that it makes Shanghai enabled devices programmable. You can turn them on, off, or you can program them to do things. You can't yeah. do that when the device is, is by itself and it's just a metal. I, I'm going to tell the story about... Well, yeah, I'm going to tell the story. Um, when Walt, Walt and I were on a, a cosmic reality radio show and as we're talking da-da-da like we do, you know, he says to me, and by the way, I've got to send you something. And I said, what do you got to send me? He said, well, i got to send you this. i got to get it out of here. And I said... What are you talking about? He said, well, it burnt me. And I'm going like, I think we'll talk about this after the show. <laughs> so after the show, he he comes up on Skype, and he's got the video on, and I almost fell out of my chair. He looked like he had four-degree four burns on his face. <clears throat> really, I mean, bright red. And then, he, as he's, as I'm trying to grasp that... He puts this huge cube in front of me that almost it blasted me out of the house. This thing was, I went, what in that? He says, I don't know what it is, but I had to make it. And this thing has got six spirals in it. And how much was it, 10 pounds of, of resin? Something like that. Yes, yeah, something like that. It's, uh, it's, it was heavy. It was very heavy. So... But you know, so I'm 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 concerned that he's made this device that he's now you know just making him burn up just a little bit by little bit, and so I yelled to Gaia. I said, Gaia, what do I tell him? And she says, Tell him to turn it off, dear. <laughs> and I said, Turn it off. And he said, What? I said, Turn it off. And he was like, Oh yeah, okay. And so he 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 and i both you know work on turning this off and it and it and it does it turns off but he didn't feel it cuz he's still holding on to it and he said it didn't work and i said yes it did put it on the ground get it on the floor ground it out it's still got residual energy in it so that's what he did so he leans over i don't see him in the video anymore and then when he came back and was in the video again the red was gone gone that was amazingly fast, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was insane. So then he sends it to me, and I get it, and he's got it off, 
and I get it, and I put it in the middle of uh, the room. Okay, I've got a living room that is um, all over the floor and up uh, two of the walls in here uh, of quartzite slabs. They're big, huge pieces of flat rock like flagstone you do in your yard, only this is quartzite. Each one of them is very heavy, and you virtually cannot break it. I've actually broke a cinder block, a concrete cinder block, trying to break one of these things. So this house is extremely charged. And when Jean was here, she said there's a vortex right in the middle of the living room. Well, interestingly enough, that's where I took this cube, and I sat it right there where now I, maybe there's a vortex, but I sat it right, not, not exactly on it, but right very close, well, pretty near on it, and it sits there, and so I'm sitting in my chair, and I'm looking at it, and I said, okay, let's see what you're going to do here. I said, um, can you please turn on? And this thing went, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was it was just like it was going on full blast. And I said, no, 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 stop, 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 go off, off, off. <sighs> you know, and it came back down and sitting there. And so for the next, I don't know, 10 days, it sat in the middle of that room because I didn't know what to do with it. I get this thing, I don't know what it is. And then over that time frame, we had a number, another number of shows and we talked about what this thing was and between the two of us, we realized that it's, it's we call it the, you know, the reality cube because it, it, it became the, the, like the basic almost marker in dimensional space of a new reality. I know that sounds a little crazy, but we've done this on Cosmic Reality. We did everything live. It's all recorded, what we were doing. So finally, after a few days, um, I mean, well, it's probably more like a couple of weeks, um, I decide that I'm going to... Uh, Stephanie was here, and we got to discussing it, and her sister was here. And so we get discussing this, and we decided that, yeah, we had to get it out into the area in my yard that's called the Merkaba. And so <laughs> I picked the thing up, and I'm walking out there, and for some reason these two are diddly-dallying. I don't know what they were doing. But as I got it out in the sunlight, apparently the sunlight caused it to start charging. And I can feel it turn on, and I'm going like, I do not want to be holding this thing if this thing goes to full power. And I wasn't really thinking in terms of trying to control it. You know, I was just like, I'm going to get this out there. And when we got it out and put it on the on a on the on the well, it wasn't really on the ground. It was on a a whole anyway. We put it down. What happened was it it started to you you look at it and it, it looked fuzzy. And what so then I kind of second sighted it to see what it was doing energetically, and it was jumping back and forth in dimensions. So you were getting this, you'd see the 3D, but it was a little blurry because it was already jumping out. It was going in and out. And uh, Chris, I said to her, get your camera and see if you can see this, this, look at it through the camera. And she looks through it, and I said, what are you seeing? And she said, I can't get in focus. It's not focusing. And so I said, okay, now look at now look at it here. Because she had just stepped up. That was the first thing I said to her because I'd been there for a few seconds. And she said, 
oh my god it's like she said you can't see i can't see it it's it's fuzzy and and stephanie you know confirmed the same thing so um that was the story of the reality dialer we call it the reality dialer um anyway yeah and the the thing that i found interesting when you when you were telling me about because every time i spoke to you on on, on skype i said did you take it out into the yard and i said no it's, it's still sitting here in the, in the middle of the of, of the living room the thing that I found interesting was that even though it's, it's sized because it, it's a large cube, uh, nobody was bumping into it or stepping on it. It was like either n nobody could see it or it just didn't want to be bothered. But I found that really interesting. Uh, something about the dog, uh, I, I don't know if, it, if he was avoiding it or he, or he, was, he liked being near it. I remember Shiloh was reacting to it, but nobody was, even though you had guests in the house, nobody was bumping into it, you know, to, to have this large thing sitting in the middle of the floor. The first thing you do is going to bump against it because it's, that's not where a piece of furniture would normally be. For some reason, nobody was, <laughs> that's, was that's it. That's true. I'd forgotten about that. And it wasn't like they were making a, walking around it or anything. It was just nobody ever bumped into it. Then <laughs> the cats and the dogs, they'd walk around it. Newbie was still with me. You know, they neither of them w walked up to it. I think Josie was here at the time, too. Oh, yeah, Josie was here. So, but nobody actually walked up to it or did anything or sniffed it or anything. But they would walk around it. Um and after a while, they, they just, I mean, I didn't see them being entreated. It was off, you know. <laughs> but, I, oh, yeah, we've had some interesting excursions into that woo-woo land. Uh, Derek said about his new show that he wants to be able to go more into, you know, the woo-woo stuff. And I said, sweetie, I was into woo-woo stuff before you were born. <laughs> 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 I, you, you should have said honey I wrote the book on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wrote the book remember <laughs> oh god yeah so um, oh we're on radio <laughs> <laughs> you're forgetting Mark again please Mark you, get us out of here <laughs> yeah. no it's fun I mean people enjoy the uh, you know spontaneous improv and, and just back and forth with you guys so it's good. I mean, I can ask the next question on the next new question on on the the Shanghai group if you want. If you'd like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, can anyone offer advice for this chap, David? I think they're from U the UK. Uh, despite shielded shielded walls, hundred millimeter. I, I guess that's what MM means. Um, Shanghai pyramids in every room. Schumann residence unit. Shanghai stickers and pyramids. My symptoms have worsened. One bedroom used to be a safe retreat, but now I cannot escape high EMF covering my bed. Every lamppost within the city has wireless controlled LED lighting, which em emit <clears throat> an EMF. Outside my front door has increased dramatically and entering my bedroom. Any advice on any anything else I can try? I take high-quality antioxidants, which are supposed to help. My life has become somewhat unbearable and concerned about a bleak future because the situation will only get worse. Uh, he had a end quote. Um, he had a few days of bids, then his pyramids arrived. But then this, 
I'm thinking Walt Silva Resonators or a Cloudbuster. He is also vegan, and I'm wondering, um, as the best quality fats remove toxins from the body, whether being vegan means these toxins are not getting removed and the EMFs are activated during due to this. Any experience I can pass back to him great, is greatly appreciated. Well, my first statement would be, do, do they have the uh, smart meter stickers on? Do they have the, the S4 stickers on their routers? Do they have uh, magnets on their refrigerators and their big appliances? If they don't have that, they don't have a Shungite environment. And before, I'd recommend going into other things. And there are other, other things out there. You can get, um, oh, it's like a mesh thing that you can buy. You can put it up on your walls. You can put the uh, over your bed. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of EMF blockers. You couldn't get in, in, underneath this stuff and talk on a cell phone. But if you don't have the products that we recommend in the environmental kit uh, that you can get from Mystical Wares, then it, to me it's not a Shungite environment. Uh, so I would go there first. No ma- because the pyramids are... the. the, the read the book, Shungite Reality. <laughs> I get into the science as to why less is better, even if we're talking geometry and sacred at that. Walt? Oh, I already wrote to this person. I've shared some emails with him. I've answered him questions. I doused I doubt his main question. The concern is what he, why he feels so affected. And I got the resonator would address the issue. So it's now up to him what he wants to do. So it's a, I, I already told him, you know, what I know, and I, that was the question. Because he's, he, he feels he's got um, EMF shielding paint, for example, but uh, he says, unfortunately, he he must live in a in an upper story or something because he says he's got EMF coming up through the through the floor. So I guess he doesn't have a way to shield the floor. So it's up to him to decide what to do. I gave him all the, all the information. I sent him documentation on the resonator, what it does. I explained to him why it has a large such a large range. Uh, so I sent a document on the resonator. I sent him another document about programming of a Shungite-enabled device. I said, because he, he talks about Organite, I said, unfortunately, Organite does work, but it's it's a bit of a disorganized issue. It's just, it's the random, it's the mixture of the metal shavings and resin. Uh, the devices I made have an organized energy field. So that's why I sent him the information on the resonator. And I sent him another document on how to go about programming. So unless he gets finally gets a chance to try these things, I, I don't know. I doubt if if I, I specifically doubt the question if it would address what the energy situation he describes. So I had to make sure I use the right wording for to address his personal issue because not everybody's the same and I got yes that it would but uh, other than answering his questions uh, I don't know what else to say to him and anybody that you know wants to find out more and, and contact Walt about your situation it's new paradigm 
tools, plural, tools.net, newparadigmtools.net. And it'll be in the uh, show notes on podcasts or in the archive. And you get, go to the archive uh, on cosmicreality.com, let the uh, tab radio drop down so you see archives. And you can click on the archive button and you'll get the weekly shows. You just click on that and you'll get into whatever week you're, you're looking at. Uh, that's the archives. And then you also have links there for podcasts if that's what you want to go with. So, um, okay, so we're in the last 10 minutes here. Anything you guys? There is one last quick question uh, we haven't asked yet in the group. Uh, what's your understanding on the difference between elite and Petrovsky Shanghai, please? Well, I don't know. Uh, Nancy, I don't know what was Petrovsky Shanghai. So you're the Shanghai merchant. So if anybody knows that, it's you. Well, it's something that they came out with. And I'm trying to think. I, I wasn't impressed. Um, I haven't ever played with it. Um, it was expensive, very expensive comparatively. And I just didn't get really good feelings about it. I didn't get bad feelings. I just didn't know. And to be honest, I didn't take the time to... I, I mention it in the book because it's out there. But it's nothing that does I it, Does it look different from the Shanghai that we know? Uh, I'm trying to think. It seems to me that, that it seemed like an elite kind of Shungite. So it might not even be Shungite for all I know. But some dealers out there, all of a sudden it showed up. I hadn't heard about this until probably 17, 18, maybe 18. Maybe, because yeah, I saw 18. on Facebook that somebody put a photo of something asking what it is and it turned out to be silicon. It's not even Shungite. Correct. Uh, and, and Derek provided photos of, of silicon so that you could see the difference between elite shungite and silicon. And silicon appears to have a more grayish tint to it than pure black. So it, it, is, it is very, very similar, but different enough that you can tell the difference. Probably not. Um, I've had coal, two different types of coal. And you know how you've got the brown elite and then you've got the black silvery stuff? Uh-huh. You know, um, and I and and each of these coals is like that. One is that looks just like the brown one, and one looks like. Uh-huh. And I I had them in my hands, and weight wise, you know, just, you know, weight wise, taking them, putting them in different hands, I wouldn't have known it by weight. Um, I wouldn't have known it by look, and that's when I because somebody was saying that they were getting coal. And so I said, well, let me just see if it's not, you wouldn't use coal for Shanghai. Um, let me see. And sure enough, I wouldn't know the difference. So it's very, very iffy when you're out there trying to buy elite, in my opinion. Because, again, looking at what he had in the bowl in the photograph that he's got, he's got a bowl full of this stuff, you know. Um, the only way you can know for sure is to do the flashlight testing. If you've got a piece of, of your elite, just put it through the flashlight test. You can Google it. There's a lot of people that have it. And it's on Derek's um, Shanghai uh, Reality 
Facebook, I think it is. I mean, YouTube. So. Well, but th that's not that's not conclusive either because coal is conductive to electricity, so coal would pass. Would it? Yes, coal is conductive. There is. What do you think batteries are made of? A, tra a traditional like, like a, a, a C cell or a D cell. What do you think? It's in the middle. In how, the very come, how come you haven't mentioned this to me in five, eight years? I have. I have <laughs> mentioned it. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. I gotta find my coal stuff and take it. Take a reading on it and see what happens. What's going to be different is the weight. Coal is coal is, is very light. Different. Very light. It's different from uh, the elite Shanghite. So yeah. anyway. So I guess we didn't answer that very well. <laughs> <But> <laughs> sometimes the answers are confusing. Mark? Mark? You had the mute there. Um, no, I think it did help because I think the person asking um, uh, runs a e uh, EMF, a, a Shungite company in the UK, and then they were inspired by you guys. It's um, I forget the name, but when I first found found uh, um, your company I, I also bought from them and, and some of the S4 and like I think they're, they're selling Magnus that all came from from your guys and they give you guys um, uh, um, credit so oh that's nice thank you very much <laughs> yeah they're a UK seller so awesome so um, I guess what? a quick question another one would be is so we're figuring out that the mRNA, I mean, we've known for a while, the, uh, like basically nanobots are like smaller, smaller than that. And we've covered in the Shungai show that, that uh, Shungai can work against nano. And, that, of course, the buckyball works with that too visually. I don't know if there's any additions you guys have since you know, this whole um, Frankenshot thing is unraveling more and more lately. Any additions to that? Well, I saw, I saw a video on Facebook that something has been posted today. Uh, people that have received a jab, so they have that mRNA inoculation. If you take a big neon medium magnet or any other kind of fridge magnet, it actually sticks to the skin where you got the injection. It's the first time I see that. I didn't know that was a, that was a thing that's going around now. So, so I'm saying, yeah, so, well, mm -hmm, you know right. this thing is bad. Why were you? <laughs> are you you're amazed that a magnet sticks to your body now? Oh. So, but that's, whatever yeah, it is. Jesus, if those people know that they can find out if you've been vaccinated or not, because if if a magnet sticks to your body, there'll be people attacking us with magnets. <laughs> are you lying? Here's the truth. You know. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll take some magnets with me, and if somebody ever questions me, I'll say, well, you, you vaccinated? Yes, where did you get vaccinated? And then stick the thing there and say, yeah, you're probably a dead person. <laughs> wow, wouldn't that take the scare into them, huh? we got to get out of here, actually. We've got three minutes. <laughs> um, tonight we're going to have uh, myself and, and Walt and Dolly. Uh, Shala can't make it tonight. She's got some kind of drama in her life. I'm not sure what. And um, so we will just... Oh, boy, we got to figure out what to say tonight, Walter. <laughs> we'll make up some story. We'll make up a story. We'll like make up a likely story. 
Right, we'll make up stories. We we used to make up a lot of stories, and right right after this show is um is is a cosmic reality chronicle back from July fifth in twenty sixteen, and Walt, your power had gone out. You couldn't even get on that show, so Colleen uh, was was with me, and it was one of those weird things that. I don't even know what we were talking about, but I'm like, if there's anybody out there, you can come on, you know. And JP joined us, and so it's it's one of those stranger ones. But that's coming up after this, and then there's the 5G story with the uh, uh, Lee Dumas and the guy who named we can't oh, Reinhardt Reinhardt. Anyway, they're talking legal. They're talking law, and it's a very, very inspiring. Uh, and that's in the first hour, and then My- Michael Henry Dunn and I talk about what we just heard uh, for the second hour. So at least catch the first hour, if you can. But they'll all be replayed, and they'll be in the archives. So you guys want to say adios? Thank you for for inviting me to the show. I hope to see you later. Thank you, Walt and Nancy, for a fun show. I posted in the chat the uh, ingredients for the Moderna mRNA vaccine from the Connecticut uh, Public Health Department, so maybe that would be good show material for later. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. You've been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.